Before today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, I want to tell you about our new podcast series, Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, in association with Indigo Unified Communications. Join me, Hugh Evans, and a host of legends from both sides of the divide as we look at the history of the old firm derby from the 1960s to the present day. In the latest episode, Peter Grant and Ian Durant join me to look back on the rivalry in the 1980s. To listen, download the Radio Clyde app or search Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, on your usual podcast app. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard after another huge day in Scottish football. Two Scottish teams make it through to the Europa League groups with Celtic set to face AC Milan, Lille and Sparta Prague. Rangers saw off Galatasaray last night will now take on Benfica, Standard Liège and Lech Poznan and tonight's game between Kilmarnock and Motherwell is off due to coronavirus at Rugby Park. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans. On the evidence of what we have seen in Europe so far this season Season, Rangers have an outstanding chance of making the knockout stages of the Europa League Celtic on the other hand will have a harder time of it when it comes to surviving the group stages and spare me the abuse and spare me anything else because if you look at that group you would not have taken that as your first choice not by a long chalk Before we even get into that Andy it's just great to have both Scottish teams again in the, the group stages It's great for the country And on a domestic level Both would have Wanted to be in the same boat As the other one If that makes sense Either both through Both out For the impact it could have On the title race Yep and for fans You know we get to watch more football So it's excellent And I don't think you can take for granted that how, how difficult some of these Euro- Europe League qualifiers are You see some of the teams that went out last night I think Basel, Wolfsburg, Copenhagen Sporting Lisbon People that we, we associate with European football AC Milan had 24 penalties to get through so and you know two wins for the Scottish teams last night takes us above Turkey in the coefficient so it was a, it was a good night for the nation 0141-951-1025 lots to get through tonight what did you make of last night's games what do you make of the Europa League group stage draw and of course Kilmarnock against Motherwell off tonight due to coronavirus at Rugby Park uh, bit of a worrying situation that one which we will get to later on in the show it's the first time we've had Andy Halliday the Hearts player on with us though since you signed earlier this week um, how's it been going? Good uh, Just delighted to get back Playing football again Obviously I turned down A full time contract At Clyde 1 so, uh, <laughs> It was close but, The money was close But uh, yeah Listen to me It's been a long time coming And you know To go that, that long Without kicking a ball Just feels weird Because ever since I, I've been able to walk Since I was a boy I've always got a ball At my feet So, But I went to get back Into the swing of things um, Feeling sore uh, after a couple of training sessions But yeah Just happy to get yeah, back, you, played back a, you played a friendly today Against Partick Thistle um, Did I spot a bit of a limp Coming into the studio <laughs> Is that a few months of uh, No football action Catching up with you I'm hoping so yeah It was just um, Just a, a period in the game Where I just felt A bit of tightness in my quad But you know I'm experienced enough To know that 
you know, during a pre-season friendly, not to risk too much. And I came off as early as I could, so I'm hoping I never done too much damage, and, and you know, hopefully, no time in the treatment table. I can't believe he's lost his accent as quickly as that. <laughs> you know, he's you've seen the Ken in the office. Yeah. Yeah. I heard them. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Azerbaijan for six months. <laughs> I never <laughs> lost my accent there. I'll never lose it. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm sure we'll get uh, into the situation at Hearts in a bit more detail. We've got game off tonight. We've got games on tonight as well. We've got oh. three Premiership matches. We've got last night to reflect on We've got Europa League group stage To preview as well It could not be busier for a Friday night So don't hang around Get in touch And let us know what's on your mind 0141 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's hear from both managers uh, After last night The Celtic uh, game was the, the early one If you like that finish first Neil Lennon He's tipping his Celtic players To continue to grow in conference After getting through to the group stages they went into pot one after last night's win in Sarajevo um, But given they were a pot one side The draw could have been more favourable Obviously Sparta Prague, AC Milan and Lille uh, On the game last night though uh, The manager says the victory was well deserved We were excellent You know I thought we should have won the game by more But it's, it was a dominant performance against a, a strong physical team And well organised And I, I can't tell you how bad the pitch was tonight as well It was awful so we had to adapt. We had to be more aggressive with our play, uh, put more crosses in the box, and try and switch the play quicker. And we did that really well second half. And, and defensively, again, I thought the goalkeeper and the three centre halves had an outstanding night. But then, um, you know, the, the team as a whole and the squad as a whole have been been brilliant. And we've been suffering, you know, from a hangover from going out to Fern Varos. So since then, we've won seven in a row. You know, we've got one more game to negotiate at the weekend before we have a break. So the temperament's good and the quality of performances are getting a lot, lot better now as well. Yeah, I think I read today it's the 10th consecutive season Celtic have had group stage European football. Obviously, you'd, you'd rather dine at the top table, the Champions mm-hmm. League. We had all the disappointment a couple of weeks ago, but Celtic are where they are. And again, through to the Europa League group stages, how big an achievement? Oh, of course, it's massive, but purely and simply in financial terms for Celtic because they lost out the Champions League money, and it's the first time I've heard Neil Lennon say there was a hangover after the Ferenc Varos game. Um, they were outstanding against Hibs last Sunday, and I said to you, Gordon, before the game had ended, best performance of the season from Celtic. I didn't think they replicated it last night uh, against Sarajevo. I thought they were ponderous in the first half. Um, Edward was not into the game at all for me. Uh, but he gets the goal Celtic are in there And I think Fate has played a Cruel trick on them By putting them in pot one And then ending up with Lille and AC Milan Andy One of those ties though We we do that thing that we always do You think Sarajevo You know Not a, a great footballing reputation Or whatever But it, it was one leg It was away from home Neil Lennon mentions that You know you have to go there And, and deal with that pressure Deal with a, a poor playing surface So They'd have just been delighted To get through it And get into the groups yeah, I mean, I think first half especially it did have that sort of that cup tie knockout feeling. Uh, I thought the first half was was very very similar. I thought it was a carbon copy to, to Riga last week. To be honest, I thought that you know Celtic's tempo was maybe just a wee bit too slow and maybe a bit too easy for Sarajevo. But you know Celtic have made a real good habit already this season of, of winning games when they're not at their best. And you no, know, although I do agree with you, winning they did dominate the game in terms of possession, but maybe not to their you know their free flowing attacking best. Celtic fans, what did you make of the game last night, and what do you make of that draw? AC Milan, Sparta Prague, and Lille. There were various good sides in the draw, and I feel like it's one of the stronger Europa League draws I've seen um, in a while. 
the context in which you would say it's tough for Celtic is exactly what Hugh mentions. It's the fact that they've got themselves to pot one. Mm-hmm. Y- you would be hoping for easier, having found yourself in pot one, to to get to pot three and see a team like AC Milan pulled out is a bit of a, a sore one to take, albeit a glamorous tie for you know the neutral to look forward to. Yeah, it is. But to be honest, I'm, I'd still be expecting Celtic to go through the group. I think that they'll certainly have to improve in their performances in the in the previous two qualifiers, but. No, I look at AC Milano will obviously be a difficult tie but I think Celtic at their best uh, should be beating you know, Sparta, Prague and Lille Right, couple of questions to kick us off they're easy ones what did you make of last night and what do you make of the draw confident, nervous somewhere in between let us know 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard says uh, he will be disappointed if Rangers don't make it out of that Europa League group draw he's excited by the opponents they'll face but believes they can be a match for anyone home and away I think the Europa League as as a whole uh, seems to be getting more difficult and stronger each year. It seems are getting better and improving. You know, I was really impressed with some of the names that were out there in the draw. All the groups look look like a big tough challenge uh, across the board. It's nice for us and interesting that we get to play obviously Benfica uh, for the first time, and I'm told is, is it Lech Poznan as well for the first time. Yeah, so they're two interesting fixtures. But yeah, it's a tough group. But you know, we'll we'll approach each game as we do and. Um, We'll give it our best shot, um, but it'll be tough to get out of it because there's there's three other good teams in it as well. Look, I think the challenge is to try and get out of the group. Of course it is. No one will be shouting anything from the rooftops because we have to respect the opposition that are in the group as well. They're good teams in their own right. They've got good players. But we will take each game as it comes and, and we'll give it everything we've got and, and try and do our best to try and finish as high as we can in the group. Um, I'd be disappointed if we don't get out of the group because... Um, I think the players have shown certainly over the last couple of years that we've got a level in Europe that we're a tough nut to crack and we've shown amazing quality going forward as well. So we'll be a good, good contest for for anyone in the group home or away and I'm really looking forward to the challenges. All right, let's get stuck in then. Fans of both Celtic and Rangers after your European exploits last night. What did you make of it and how confident or otherwise are you about that draw? Let's hear from you. David in Cumbernauld. Is going to kick us off tonight David as a Rangers fan You look at that group Benfica Standard Liège Like Poznan Are you confident? You know uh, All the teams have faced in Europe Since Steven Gerrard's came in There's nobody in that group That I'm more f- fearful of Than anyone that we've faced thus far uh, I think we'll probably get through um, There might be one or two Difficult games in there But you never know with Europe It could be the wee things that trip you up um, but I, I just wanted to come on and talk about uh, Tavernier. That's seven goals and seven games he's scored. And I honestly think he could be a future club legend. He's absolutely amazing for me. Yeah. And I'm, I've always liked him when he's been getting the stick with other Rangers players. Other Rangers fans, sorry. And I just think he's honestly one of our best players. I really do. Yeah, two interesting points. Let's kind of split them up and take each in their own merit, Hugh. The draw for Rangers, is it is it a good one? Favourable? How would you view it? I think Rangers will win the group um, Before they played Willem Twey I said to you and to Andy That Rangers are beaten better than Willem Twey And they did And uh, when it came to uh, Galatasaray last night they, They've done their job efficiently And I look at the group And I don't see anyone in the group Who's better than Some of the teams that Steven Gerrard Has beaten in Europe Since becoming Rangers manager For me It's astonishing the consistency that Rangers have in Europe still without winning a domestic trophy. And to address David's point about Tavernier and legendary status, in order to become a legend, 
He will need to do what Stephen Gerrard wants Rangers to do And win a trophy How do you view the group, Andy? Supremely confident, to be completely honest with you um, It's funny, as a player, when I was at Rangers I, I wanted these glamorous ties I wanted to play in these you know, these big stadiums Big occasions with the fans And I'm sure the fans were the same They wanted to travel here But you know, without fans in the stadiums this year I think Rangers would have just wanted a favourable favourable, favourable draw, sorry, and I think they've got that. Uh, I don't think there's anyone in the group they can fear. I think, you know, on, on paper, Benfica's probably the hardest task, but, you know, they took four points off a of portal last year in the group stages, arguably should have been six. They beat Braga twice, and, you know, this is two teams where Benfica were sort of sandwiched in between. So, similar to what I said about Galatasaray last week, on paper, it's a tough tie, but... Uh, I just think Rangers have beat better in the Europa League and to be honest I thought Rangers were a class above Galatasaray last night Yeah and on that then David's picked out James Tavernier as his standout from last night is that fair? Would you go along with that? Um, there was a few Tav's certainly been one of them uh, and you know I've been on this show and I've been uh, I've been singing Tav's praises for, for not only last night but his last sort of five years that he's given to Rangers and you know, there's a lot of talk about is he a captain for me that's, that's a captain's performance and the biggest nights and the biggest occasions driving the team forward and, 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 and carrying carrying as big a load as he does on a weekly basis and, and both goals are fantastic too very very good goals last night and Tav was at the forefront of both of them and yeah I, I thought he was certainly certainly one of the you know the Rangers best players last night another one for me Phil Hollander I think he's been an unsung hero for Rangers um, this season and, and I thought he was outstanding as well last night as, as well as Conor Goldson and David just looking at, at the group you clearly you make a good case in the sense that these teams are, are similar or worse to, to what Rangers have beaten previously um, I mean the Benfica squad though does still have some, some pretty big names in it so I'm sure you won't be taking it too lightly will you? Well I think we've only conceded um, including the, the league we've only conceded three goals this season if I remember right I'm sorry if that number's wrong um, so I think our defence although it has had its little mistakes it looks a lot better than what it has done the last couple of years and again, I've got to go back to Tavernier for that. He's the guy that's leading that line. He's the guy that's getting arm around the players and telling them what he does. He's not the kind of captain that's going to be balling and shouting and that's pure taking, taking strips off your players. He's a, he's a motivator captain, if you know what I mean. I just think um, Rangers have got it all there. There's nobody in that group that I'm afraid of. And before Stephen Gerrard came in, can you say that? Well, yeah. that, that would sound like complacency Were it not for the fact that The stats back it up His record In Europe As Rangers manager Is astonishing uh, They then Of course Arrive at a level where they, Bayer Leverkusen Being the latest case in point Where It's a bridge too far However the consistency And the quality of the teams That they have beaten Is undeniable uh, we were about to speak to James in Chapel Hall He seems to have disappeared But we'll bring him back uh, in just a second 01419511025 um, Looking again at Celtic's group you AC Milan It's the one that jumps out at you Because it's a glamour tie One of the names so, yeah. you know, of European football That said, they're in pot three in a Europa League draw for a reason yeah. So how important is it that you know it's it's about the, the, the team and the, and the challenge Rather than, than playing the name Or the reputation Well of course um, I would say a couple of things It's a real shame That for Rangers and Celtic No fans Because How much would the Celtic fans Have enjoyed Ibrahimovic At Celtic Park uh, But I accept your point That they're down the pecking order For a reason And they are not 
the Milan of Paolo Maldini and the glorious past, but you would rather have avoided them, nevertheless. And yeah, you- I think so. yeah, certainly coming out of pot three, I think that was um was about as tough as Celtic could have got from that pot. Let's bring in James, uh, who's on the line. What do you think of the group, James? Is that one that fills you with confidence, dread, or something in between? Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it because I don't think AC Milan are really the, the outfit they used to be watching sort of the last 20 minutes of the game last night. They did they did struggle, they got away with it, but also you don't really want to be playing AC Milan coming out of pot three. Uh, Sparta Prague's hard game as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Rio Ave took AC Milan to penalties and it was a long and arduous penalty shootout, Andy. So you, you can... You can look at it a couple of different ways they, they are there for a reason Albeit they've got Zlatan And they've got all the reputation And, and everything on their, their CV if you like But I wonder if looking at that game And the route that they took to get there If Celtic can find some room for optimism Yeah but it's like I said I just If, I, if I'm taking You know the teams for example I, I, Listen I don't know a lot about Leo or, or Sparta Prague But I just feel as if Celtic Will have a better quality of side than, than these teams. I think that AC Milan are obviously going to be a difficult task. Uh, they've obviously got, got big game players and world class players in their squad, but I, I do feel as if Celtic have to improve on their, on their European performances so far. Um, yeah, that, that's the fundamental thing, Andy. Yeah. You know, Ferdinand Faro is simply not good enough. Uh, Riga, not good enough. And last yeah. night, still not good enough. Yeah. Uh, so. We well, say that, but good enough is getting through, isn't it? Ferenc Varos, she would obviously give you, but last night is, is good yeah. enough. If you go there and you get through, it's good enough. Yeah, yeah but, de- but you have to see it in the context of Leo went for Alfredo Morelos and offered sixteen million pounds, didn't get him, and so went out and bought somebody who's even more expensive. So I take it they're carrying a pretty tasty squad. As I say, Milan may not be the Milan of their glorious past. Very, very awkward The performance level from Celtic Will need to rise And rise significantly Yeah, I, I, I just echo that I, th- I look at last night uh, you know, Dominated the game But they had one shot on target in the first half They always looked as if they were going to go through But I do expect them to go through I, I just said that I expect them to get through the group stage But I don't think there's any doubt They have to improve in their performances so far Yeah, I mean James We just did it with Rangers a second ago And we're, we're basing it on you know, well, Benfica, yeah, they're a big name, but Celtic uh, Rangers dealt with Porto last season. Well, surely the same would apply for you Celtic fans then. Surely you should be confident given that Lazio finished 12 points better off than AC Milan last season and we know what Celtic um, did when they came up against Lazio. Yeah, I definitely as well as Rennes, they're in the Champions League this year and Celtic sort of put out a second team to play them last year and conv- convincingly beat them. So I wouldn't be too worried, but I wouldn't be too also disheartened SC Milan did put a couple passes away But you don't want to be beaten So I would like to think they were confident What did you make of it last night James? Was it just one of those nerve-wracking nights Because it's you know 90 minutes And no no chance to bring them back to Celtic Park? It was the exact same as last week When we played uh, Rita I think they're called um, And we were constantly on the ball It was like every home game in SPL Just trying to 11 players behind the ball And we're trying to put a goal past them But one now away from home in Europe You would take that In any sort of result Yeah especially on a night like last night When it gets you through Thanks to James in Chapel Hall There's plenty more to come From Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard We want to hear your thoughts on it as well though Whether it was the performance last night The prospects in the group A combination of both Let's hear from you 01419511025 We'll hear from Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday is here Hugh Keevans is alongside him And my word Have they got their work cut out tonight Because there's a lot to get through Reflecting on Successful night in Europe For Celtic and Rangers last night Looking ahead hopefully To a successful Europa League campaign And of course we've got games on And games off tonight In the Premiership as well So let's hear from you 01419511025 Or Twitter where you'll find us at Clyde SSB Lots of thoughts coming in uh, to both draws um, On the Celtic side of things Patrick Taylor says I like the group Teams with European heritage to play And they will play They won't just be trying to frustrate us Defending this will give the manager, staff and players a boost And something to look forward to um, Charlie on a similar note Celtic need this type of group It's the underdogs that are usually the hardest to play against Something to get up for Great games ahead He says Let's go back to the phones 01419511025 With Martin Who is a Rangers fan from Falkirk How's it going tonight Martin? Uh, not too bad guys How are you? Yeah. Uh, Andy here Hiya How are you doing Martin? Um, before I get my main point Just just quickly guys If Rangers and Celtic were to progress um, With the Latter stage of the competition Be one-legged ties No I don't think so No not as far as I know Martin Right okay That's just another way Because it came out of my head As I was thinking there I was like if we get for Anyway the, the main point was About Stephen Gerrard And Rangers Progression over the last few years It seems like As seasons go by Rangers seem to get better And better At least In Europe I mean last night Was one of the very few games Over the last few years That I've watched Rangers Not only win uh, Like a a potentially tricky um, tie but also dominate it and feel really comfortable last night was the first European tie in a long time where I felt oh, proud I mean I'm proud that Rangers won games but last night was like you know this is us we're showing what we can actually do rather than hitting teams on the counter attack and taking our chances this last night was like no we're in control and to me that was just amazing to watch I mean Andy will know himself playing a few ties himself you know it was always in the counter attack let teams Break it, um, come at us, and then we'll hit you on the break. Whereas last night we were in control, and that progression to me was just amazing to watch that last night. Was just truly amazing. Um, first and foremost, I agree with you that Rangers dominated the game last night. I thought the first half, uh, I thought it was it had that sort of edgy, um, one-legged affair about it. I thought second half, though, Rangers were a class above. I would certainly contest that you thought it was the first time that uh, you felt that a Rangers team. I think last season, I look at. Um, Porto at Porto at home I thought we were by far the better team for 90 minutes I think the year before Rapid Vienna at home was another one so I think I, I think Steven Gerrard's done a, a fantastic job in Europe over the last sort of two and a bit seasons now in Europe and, and it's where Rangers have played a lot of their best football under them but you know it's I look at the group stage now and, and like I said I've got nothing to fear I think that um, I think they've beat Better teams than what's there And uh, I'm fully confident If Rangers play the way They've played in Europe that They'll go through I mean Hugh you mentioned That there's always a ceiling Eventually yeah. a Bayer Leven Cousin comes along And you hold your hands up So this is not us saying That Rangers can be Any team in Europe Of course not Far from it But these types of opposition Whether it's Galatasaray The teams they played Last season Over the last few years they've, They seem to have built up A feeling where you, you Fear That's the word that, that keep, you, you don't really fear That it's going to go wrong No I keep using the expression And I think advisedly Rangers are beaten better Than they've got in this group uh, Stephen Gerrard Over two and a half years Has shown that he can do that The amazing thing is that Over that period of time He still hasn't cracked it In terms of domestic trophies But Rangers this season Are really in the mix For the title And for the cup competitions uh, so he's built up a very very good side But 
Confining ourselves to Europe yeah. They will get out of this group Without shadow of a doubt I, I, I've said now Oh this sounds like a famous Keevan's <laughs> no, no, prediction no, no, no. here I, Rangers I, fans everywhere are furious with you no, for that No no I've said Rangers will win this group oh, they, will wow. not, they will not just get out of it Rangers will win this group He's gone in two-footed Andy and then, It's only half six and then we'll get, I'll back you here Yeah I mean it, It's one man's opinion And you can Laugh at it Or you can agree with it I, I really don't care But I think Rangers are better than The other three teams in the group And will get out of that group Martin, As the group winners Martin what's your own take on the group? Um, it could have been worse Is what I said when I watched the draw On the stream um, I thought you know, it could have been worse I, I don't fear any of the teams I And I hope Rangers don't fear any teams in that league Like you said, like Andy said We have beaten better And I do agree with you Andy about the Poro game We did play extremely well But Poro had a chance Last night was just that was like, I mean apart from maybe one or two Rangers are like, no, this is our game. Whereas Porto, they had their chances. We took ours better and we did control the game. To a certain degree, control that game. But I was more nervy about that game than I was last night. Watching Porto, I always felt, felt that they could score. But as I watched last night, I was like, no, nah, we've got this. Yeah, well, I think that's probably off the back of the fact that Rangers have conceded, I think it's six goals in the last 18 qualifiers. So defensively, you know, if, if Rangers are going to and up in Europe just now, you... I mean you fancy them to see it through and uh, last night I think Galatasaray had two shots on target one being a goal the other one being a, a routine save for Alan McGregor and I think I based that on what I said I thought Tav, Goldson and, and Halander were outstanding last night even for the last five minutes you always know it's going to be it's going to be a nervy last five if it's you know there's one goal in it but any direct play that Galatasaray had you know the, the, the two centre-halves had an answer so uh, you know, I, I said it earlier, and, I, and I'll reiterate it. I thought Rangers were a class above Galatasaray last night, and 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 two one to be honest, flattered them. Stephen Gerrard agrees. He says it was one of their best in his time at Ibrox, full of praise for the likes of James Tavernier and Scott Arfield. Yeah, I think it's up there with the best nights we've had. Um, we've had a lot of fantastic experiences in the, in the two and a bit years. Uh, certainly from a European point of view, um, the players deserve a lot of credit for the performances to a man across the board, they were outstanding, beat a good team today, an experienced team with fantastic players and a good manager, um, so I'm very pleased for them but they deserve it, um, but I've just said to them there, you know, we need to, you know, at this club, make sure that we continue to work game by game and be um, in and around the good nights when it comes to May, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I'll start with James. You know, he's the captain of the team. His numbers for an attacking fullback are outstanding. Uh, our top scorer played a real leadership tonight uh, and showed what a quality player he is. Led the team to a fantastic result. Um, we can't play this result down, especially in the current climate financially for the club. Very important. And Scott uh, backed the praise up. Um, he's been ever so consistent since he broke back into the team. Um, the biggest compliment I played them tonight was I didn't change the midfield because the three of them deserve to stay in there. They're the type of performances I need consistently from all my midfielders from now till the end of the season. Let's bring in Alec, who is a Celtic fan on the line. Alec, what about last night then? What about your thoughts on the draw? How are you looking at things at the moment? Oh, I watched the game last night. Celtic weren't at their best, you know, as as they've been, you know what I mean, over the course of the season. But, you know, they still get the job done. Uh, well, less loving people behind the ball, but like I say, it's about results. So we go up to one now. We progressed. Uh, it's a great, it's a great group. Uh, hard die, but it's a great group. You know, AC Milan, Lull, uh, the Russian mob. Uh, you know, is it, is it, are we going to be able to progress with it? It's going to be hard, but like I say, you know, 
if we're getting in as underdogs, maybe, you know, that's, that'll be the first time in a long time that Celtic, you know, uh, it was uh, Europe, you know what I mean, like, they can get, get like an underdog, but what I was saying to the, the boy on the phone, you know, I don't know if Celtic are going to try and charge their, uh, their fans uh, to buy these tickets to watch these games on the telly. Uh, you know, I know that going to Celtic Park, are a, are a, if it was a hundred quid, no problem going and watch the games because, you know, it's hanging me. I just don't feel as if I can, I can justify myself if Celtic City want 70, 80 quid to watch these games. And the house, I think Peter Lowell should be rewarding the Celtic fans. Obviously, the, the season bit called us through a pipe. We're not getting into Celtic Park this season. Right? It's just, that's mm. just the way it is. To be fair to Peter Lawwell, I mean, Celtic have announced nothing yet. Yeah, let, let's cross that bridge when we come to it because we don't have dates or anything. And you're right, right Alec, I'm, I'm sure there, there, there might well be a debate somewhere down the line. One thing is for sure, though, Hugh, in case we needed a reminder, it's a real shame of where we find ourselves at the moment. You know, Celtic against AC Milan at Celtic Park, Rangers yeah. against Benfica at Ibrox. It should be rocking. It should be one of those nights that yeah. some fans might never forget, depending on the way the result goes. Um, but unfortunately, that that's taken away. I wonder what impact that will have on on the the, the, the glamour ties, if you like. Rangers had a a feel for it last night. Yeah. Um, but you know, but if you're welcoming a a so called bigger side, it goes without saying that usually the fans can give you some sort of advantage. Zlatan Ibrahimovic will miss the fact that there aren't 60,000 people inside Celtic Park because Maldini loves Celtic Park and the top class players from first class clubs in many a country love playing at Celtic Park with 60,000 in so they will miss it as well as the Celtic fans um, wouldn't they have loved to have watched Ibrahimovic come out uh, at Celtic Park however it's not happening and Celtic will need to rise to the occasion with no one there. And, uh, you know, Alex said they got the job done. And I've heard this phrase throughout this season so far. It's all about getting the job done. Well, now, now it's not Riga and it's not Sarajevo and it's not Ferenc Varos. This is about a different level. And Celtic will have to do more than get the job done. They will have to raise their game now. Who do you think's made more outlandish statements in their careers, Latan Ibrahimovic or Hugh Evans? Oh, is that toss up in it? It'd be pretty close. I he's, think it'd be pretty close. He's made more money. Slightly. <laughs> Only he, slightly. Can he do Calvin Bassey jokes though? <laughs> what is it? Dare to, dare to Kivo. I think we should start that, <laughs> see if we can get that up and running. Um Andy, on a serious note though, yeah, Hugh makes a fair point. Granted the opposition might Want it to, to an extent Because they'd want to experience it But surely those big nights When you're facing a team That come with the reputation and, and you feel like slight underdogs It helps to have a full stadium behind you Yeah of course Like I said If if it was me I'm wanting these glamour ties Because I want to say At the end of my career I've, I've played at San Siro I've played at you know, Bernabeu I've played at a new camp You just want to play in these stadiums In these big games These big electric atmospheres But it's unfortunate for the clubs And the fans that that they're not going to get that this year and it, it does take a bit of shine away for the games because even last night when I'm watching the Rangers game you know you see how well Rangers are playing it's it's a, it's another game to get into the group chases but you can't help but think this place would be rocking if it was a full house last few minutes might have been nervous though <laughs> yeah, I wonder no, if that no. you know if that how, if that goes in your favour uh, or may, not that might have balanced it out but 
Listen, I, I echo the call. I, I agree with what the call is saying. I think the financial impact of Europe this year was massive for both clubs. And uh, I wouldn't actually be surprised now that they have got through mm-hmm. just to now see a bit more movement in the market for both clubs. Stephen Gerrard said as much, didn't he? Alec Hughes is, is talking about Celtic, you know, just get getting the job done and so on. Since the disappointment against Ferenc Varos, they've won seven games in a row. Do you think maybe people like Hugh are being a bit uh, harsh on the team at the moment? Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, you know, me, it's all about, and you'll see it, Hugh, it's all about the 10 in a row. Going at see, see the Europa League, whatever happens with Celtic, we get scalped for Nullet Park, kid wasting Milan. Don't really care. It's all about ten in a row, and it's it's about you know can we get the double again? Can we get the treble again? Because that that's the kind of stories I'm going to remember. So if we won one 0 whoever we're playing on Sunday. If we won, if we get an OG at Park Kid, and it's the most stinkiest game ever. And we get three points. I'll not really be caring. I get all that, Hugh, but. We can't always separate the two things Stephen Gerrard said earlier this week Rangers might need to beat Galatasaray To get the signing that he wants Alec wants to win 10 in a row He wants to win doubles He wants to win trebles You do that by recruiting a level of player Who like to play in Europe I know we try in this city to separate the two But surely they go hand in hand Yeah, but I go back to the point Getting the job done Yep if you're pragmatic and Alec is a pragmatist and he's saying, I don't care if it's OGs or whatever. However, against Rangers on the 17th of October, it'll need to be better than just trying to get the job done. Against Milan uh, and Lille, it'll need to be at a higher level than Celtic have demonstrated so far in Europe this season. I'm confining myself to the, the Ferenc Varos, Riga and Sarajevo. Celtic will need to be better than that to have any hope of emerging from the group and into the knockout stages. At the same time, though, I mean, Riga was away, Sarajevo was away, so we've not. There's not really much to base it on, though. Yeah, that's what I mean, but it's been quite selective. Neil Lennon himself. I'm not saying you're wrong, I just wonder if we could do with a bit more time to learn Neil, about Neil what Lennon they're capable said, of in Europe. You played it earlier, Neil Lennon said there's been a hangover since Ferenc Varos. I mean, Lazio was at Celtic Park and Lazio was in Rome, that, that, that would be it's a similar Celtic team. But the similar Celtic team is not playing like they were in Europe last season They're simply not delivering as they did last season And in order to survive Lille, AC Milan and Sparta Prague They will need to be better than they have so far shown As Alec and Hugh and everyone else knows It was Odson Edwards who got the winning goal last night The only goal of the game His manager was delighted after a rough few weeks for the striker It's a real good striker's goal I thought we worked the... The, the opportunity really well and I thought Ryan picked the, the right option you know right decision to have the shot and on that pitch anything you know the ball's bounced up in front of the goalkeeper and Austin's reacted brilliantly um, I thought he was really good second half he tired a little bit towards the end but he's come up again with a huge goal for the club and a huge goal for the team so he can be delighted as much as we are with him tonight I mean, it was the miniest of goal droughts, Andy. I don't even know if you, you can't call it that. He scored against Ross County on the 12th of September. Yeah, he hasn't played all the games since and maybe hasn't quite been at his own high standards, but sometimes strikers and the way they work, might that be all it takes to reignite him an important goal like that? Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's exactly what you've just said. His standards, are, he's set himself are that high over the last couple of years that when there is a dip in form, he's going to get criticism. And... Uh, I don't think there's any doubt I don't think anyone would disagree We've not seen the best Odds in Edward this season But 
he came up with a big goal last night. It's uh, like I said, financially the impact that uh, you know this goal can give Celtic's huge. For his confidence, it could be huge. But um, I think if Celtics, we're talking about Celtics, you know, trying to improve performances, they'll improve if Odds and Edward improves. Because for me, he's he's um, he's Celtic's key player. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need, and we could be speaking to you after the travel with Stephen. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to join them. Very busy talking about last night's games and the draw, the, the the prospect of what lies ahead for Celtic and Rangers. We do have. Another, well, a few, but one in particular massive story doing the rounds today. Kilmarnock against Motherwell is off tonight. The full Kilmarnock squad have been told to self-isolate, so the game against Motherwell does not go ahead. We'll look at that in the second hour of the show. Uh, on the topic of the draws, uh, I read you some tweets about the Celtic draw previously on Rangers. John Buchanan says it's the easiest group we've had in three years. Rangers must be favourites. Uh, Ricky Coates says 10 points will guarantee a second. Win all homes, draw away. And hopefully a couple of wins away I can see the, the thought process there right 01419511025 in the phones uh, Let's hear from George Who's a Rangers fan In Rutherglen What did you make of last night George? I um, <clears throat> Loved the line up First of all uh, Before the game started um, Thought it was very very good um, And in regards to the line up I mean Graham Sinus And uh, <laughs> Sir Lola. Um Also um, I thought Rangers second half Were absolutely excellent um, it's good to see they're getting the credit deserved. Um, Hugh, Hugh Evans giving them really good praise for what they're doing in Europe at the moment because um, that can't be unrecognised. Um, his record in Europe is actually quite scary, to be quite honest with you. Um, second half, brilliant. They came out, um, had a game plan, um, but yeah, I told them what to do. They've obviously went and done it. Two of the goals were fantastic. Um, really, really good goals. Second one started from, I think, their own goalkeeper. Yeah. Tavernier took it off him and then ended up in the end of it. Um, that, that, that's that's my main point. But uh, no, it's not my main point. But my main point is, is um, I believe now, uh, from obviously listening to the show, if um, Rangers or Celtic win the league, they get straight in. To the Champions League next no, year? No, 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 not yet. There's there's a no. bit of work. There's a bit of work to be done. Um, what last night was was a big step because Galatasaray were from Turkey, um, and they were they were close to us in the coefficient table. Oh, so yeah. it was a big step, oh, and it, it wouldn't. Propaganda when earlier on, I think from certain certain um, not yourself, but uh, not, because it was made. Out. To be fair, I mean, I did mention it last night as well, and maybe I gave people that impression, but it's not that black and white. But what it did do, Hugh, was it helped because yeah. we've now got. And we've got two teams in the group stages as well. The chance to to rack up uh, more points. Galatasaray aren't obviously in the group stages, so they you know they can't get points. It's one less representative for Turkey. It wouldn't have been for next season anyway, George. I think it's the twenty two twenty three season. Mm. Um, so by no means done yet, but we're heading in the right direction, Hugh, and that's that's encouraging. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know we have to applaud Celtic and Rangers for that. Uh, you know, Celtic very good season last season, and they they're out of the Champions League, but they're in the group stage of the Europa League along with Rangers, so they are flying the flag for this country. And one day it may happen, but I, I keep going back to the point that Steven Gerrard came here as a managerial apprentice. And he is to an extent still serving his apprenticeship, and uh, you know 
George on the line doesn't need me to remind him that Rangers have yet to win a domestic trophy. But at the same time, the record in Europe I, I find quite astonishing. Uh, the, the quality of teams that Rangers have beaten. Uh, and one day, I believe Steven Gerrard will turn that European form into domestic form. And I believe it's starting to happen now. And and that is why the, the Celtic supporters have got to be aware of the fact that it is Celtic and Rangers for this title. It's not a one-horse race. And you go, George. Yeah, so it's the year after then. It's, I mean, it's possibly straight in there then. Yeah, yeah is that I think, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So that's, that's two in a row then. Um, can I just ask uh, 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 Q Evans and... Is that, Andy uh, Halliday. Ha- ha- Andy Halliday, it's on the line. Hi, Andy, how are you doing, mate? Um, Arfield, I wasn't his greatest fan. I think Arfield's been absolutely outstanding since he's came back into the Rangers for, um Yesterday he was brilliant. Really good at breaking up play against Motherwell. And I, that's what competition does to you. That's what competition does in regards to maybe a couple of seasons ago, he was a mainstay in there. The fact that we know now there's competition here, and I fully believe it's only a matter of time before we start winning trophies. That team cannot go on without winning trophies. And that Celtic team can't keep on winning trophies. You know, it's it's only a matter of time. Um, it, of course it is. It's a lot of averages. Rangers are never not going to win a trophy again, ever. You know what I mean? It's only a matter of time. And uh, I'm really impressed with Arfield. And that's what competition brings to you, bringing good players in. Um, it means that people who were mainstays um, really need to up the ante. Yeah. And well, you can see that happening. Absolutely. What about Scott Arfield, Andy? What's your thoughts, process on him being this season? Superb. Superb. The last few games. Uh, what? No, I could mention a couple of players, but mm. certainly been one of the real standouts for Rangers. But you know, at the start of the season, there was a lot of chat about how you know, you know fans felt as if Rangers had to bring in a centre midfielder. So the top was there, the pressure was there for the existing players that if they were called upon, they had to do well. Scott Arfield was out the team for you know a few games, um, and he knew when his number was called, he had to perform, and he's answered the bell unbelievably what, well. What, because what specifically is it that, that he does? What is it that he brings? What's he been good at in the last couple of weeks? Look at the first goal last night. That typifies Scott Arfield. He's um he's the one out of the existing Rangers midfielders where he makes plenty of third man running. He's willing to run in behind the strikers, he's willing to, to get into the box and, and link play with the attackers. You, you know, you've seen that with the with a Hibs goal, he's linked up play with Yanis Hadji, you've seen it with his two assists against Motherwell, you've seen it last night. He, that I think he has that in his game where the rest of the Rangers midfielders probably don't. So uh, the, the first goal for me just typifies what Scott Arfield's all about, and and uh, you know for a personal point of view as well, I know what a great guy he is, and I know what he brings to the team leadership wise. So you know I'm delighted for him, and and you know the manager touched on it. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, he has to play. Thank you very much, George in Rutherglen. Let's speak to John Paul in Falthouse. How's it going, John Paul? Evening, guys. Evening here. Yep, all good. All good. What did you make of last Hi. night? Um, and I actually enjoyed it. Uh, also, again, it was a bit of a struggle to get through. We seem to be struggling now with teams that are playing like kind of behind the ball and trying to catch it on the counter. But um, I've got points. Obviously, I like to just congratulate both teams and getting through. It's a good night for Scottish football. It's good to see the both teams um, doing the damage and doing the business and, mm-hmm. and the upsets. So that's good. Uh, but my other points are um, to Hugh. Uh, we just listening to Hugh and other call. They're talking about. Um, Hugh was saying about Celtic will need to know how to do it better. Um, and I, I agree with him on this. I agree that we'll need to be better in the group stages. That is, that is not up for debate. Celtic will need to play better to get through this group or to get in out of this group. But 
Celtic haven't started this season. Celtic have been getting the job done. Celtic have been skating wins. And they're not even, I would say, over 70%. And we can still go three points above, or two points above Rangers if we win our game in hand. Rangers are playing the best football they've played, and Celtic aren't. So what, how, what are Celtic they hit a bit of form? What if Edward does hit a bit of form? And Scott Brown comes on to a bit of form again. Celtic start playing the same team he's been chopping and changing all, which I don't agree with, by the way. I think um, he should be playing a, a team where... It's mostly the same players and changing if you need to. Uh, but I'm a Celtic hit a bit of form and they've not been playing that well. How far? How far can they go ahead? Can we go thirteen points ahead again? Or can we stretch away a wee bit? Because I, I agree that we've not been playing brilliant, but we know how to get the job done. We've not won ten trophies in a row by knowing how to get the job. That's that's that called a winning mentality. Celtic have a winning mentality when it comes to big games, when it comes to finals, when it comes to semi-finals. They know how to get the job done. They have that winning mentality. Do they plan on that goes a long way? I, I, I don't dispute any of what you've said, but you've given me, John Paul, a lot of what ifs in there. What if Celtic do this and what if Celtic do the next thing? Um, Celtic, at the moment, you quite rightly say if they win the, the game against Aberdeen at Celtic Park, they would go above Rangers. Undeniable. All I'm saying is that... They'd have the chance to do it before that, of course, would yeah, they not? But... All I, I keep going back to this point That when you say They got the job done What you mean is They weren't at their best But got over the line Now there will come a point in the season And it, it won't be on Sunday Because Celtic will easily beat St Johnston But the following weekend It's Rangers And there are no what ifs about that one Celtic will have to turn up Have to be at their very best You'd see where John Paul's coming from though, In the sense that in, in football Forget Celtic Rangers Just in football Any league Any team you want We're always told That winning games When you're not at your best Is a good thing So uh-huh. is it, Why is it not a good thing On this occasion? When it mattered Against Hibs last weekend uh, Celtic rose to the occasion And John Paul And other Celtic fans Would agree I believe That there hasn't been A better league performance Than that this season um, Now Celtic have to go on from there They've got the Rangers game On the 17th um, There will be other tests of them When they go to Pataudry for example Go to Easter Road Celtic and Neil Lennon knows it himself He's spoken about the hangover since Ferenc Varos Therefore he, he can see it for himself It exists Celtic have yet to hit peak form And peak consistency So it's not a case of what if It has to be a mm. performance that's better than has been available so far. That's John Paul's point, though. You're saying that you know they've yet to hit peak performance, yet they're still in the driving seat domestically. Is that not a good thing? That's what he's trying to ask. Well, to go back to the what if, what if they don't get better than they are at the moment? Then they'll keep winning games unconvincingly, presumably, and but they'll keep winning them. Well, that, there's no guarantee of that. That you, you know, we're, we're we're getting into a stage here where it's okay. To say they're not playing at their best It's okay for Celtic yeah, John, John Paul that. agrees with that to be fair John Paul I'll give you the final word before we move on I know I do agree with what you're saying But Celtic have Came on and kicked on Every year I've been asked to And now I've been asked to If we kick on and we go out and beat Rangers And we go two points ahead with a game in hand Then that could be five points ahead Before we even play the next Old Fulham game uh, Which looks like it's going to come down to Old Fulham game Yeah but let, let's get the first one out of the way uh, yeah. And see where everyone stands at that point 
Thank you very much John Paul Great to speak to you Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Andy Halliday is 2 from 2 In the beat the pundit arena Let's see what he's capable of tonight It might not be him though He might get spared by the coin And it'll be you up against Hugh Keevans There's a signed ball And bragging rights up for grabs 01419511025 And you need to call before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here One of the fastest hours of the season Because there's just so much happening Celtic and Rangers both getting the job done In qualification last night Both through to the group stage Both finding out their opponents as well Rangers taking on Benfica Standard Liège and Lech Poznan in the group Celtic uh, up against AC Milan Lille and Sparta Prague So if you've got any thoughts on the group Or the performances last night Just keep them coming on the phones Or on Twitter And a massive story Involving our Premiership tonight Kilmarnock against Motherwell is off The full Kilmarnock team have been ordered to self-isolate After some players tested positive So that game can't go ahead And I'm sure you'll have an opinion on that So we'll look at that situation After we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the Pundit time Andy Halliday is a man in form He's played 2-1-2 Hugh Keevans has been standing by Let's find out who's up tonight It's Robert and Cardonald How's it going Robert? Yes, yeah, it's going great thanks How's yourself? Yeah, not too bad I take it you enjoyed the game last night? I didn't see it I enjoyed the score though I, well, yeah, Absolutely, that's one way of doing it don't, don't put yourself through the nerves Just enjoy the outcome uh, You've got plenty more European action to look forward to Don't worry, right Let's toss the coin yeah. Heads, Robert will take on Hugh and tails it will be Andy Halliday And it's heads He's off the hook this week Hugh Evans Up against Robert Come Cardinals. on Robert <laughs> Some team uh, Jambo Andy <laughs> Jambo <laughs> Andy Comes in there Speaking in a funny voice <laughs> uh, Right I'm going to give Hugh Some Clyde 2 to listen to Just so that he can't Steal your answers Robert I'm sure he'll be enjoying The tunes over there as well Yeah that's alright 30 seconds on the clock you can pass That is all you need to know If you don't know it Pass quickly And we'll move on As quick as we can Alright Yep Right top man Robert 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts Now Name either of Rangers Goal scorers last night uh, James Tavernier How many teams Are in the Scottish Championship Ten Who does St Mirren face tonight um, Aberdeen In what decade Did Juventus last win The Champions League uh, the 90s Which club did Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from? Uh, Cardiff Who's the most capped Spain player of all time? Raul And which English Premier League club did Stevie Clark manage? Uh, West Brom Okay, let's bring Hugh Evans back Can you hear us? I can What were you enjoying over there? Uh, girls on film Right, okay Enough said about that Let's find 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions okay. Ready? Name either of Rangers goal scorers last Tavernier. night How many teams are in the Scottish Championship? Uh, ten Who do St Mirren face tonight? Aberdeen In what decade did Juventus last win the Champions League? Um, the Millennium Which club did Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from? Um, Cardiff Who is the most capped Spain player of all time? Luis Enrique Which English Premier League club did Stevie Clark manage? 
uh, West Brom Robert, how would you rate your confidence levels? One to ten. Um, probably about eight or a nine. Sounds mm, confident. Right, let's find out. Name either of Rangers' goal scorers last night. You had the choice of Tavernier or Arfield. You both went Tavernier. How many teams are in the Championship? Ten. You both got that. You both knew St Mirren faced Aberdeen tonight as well. Three out of three. Fairly easy questions, but a good start nevertheless. In what decade did Juventus last win the Champions League? That was a Gordon DL answer, that. The millennium. <laughs> What's the, the millennium? Uh, it's a multi choice answer. Right, okay. <laughs> Luckily, you were nowhere near it. Uh, well, you were near it, but Robert gave me exactly what I was looking for the 90s. So, 4 3. Uh, what year was it? 97? I think it was. No, that was Dortmund, wasn't it? Um, 96. 96. Well, Robert knows it right, on the, right in the nose. Who did Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from? You both went Cardiff. You were both wrong. Andy Would you have a guess At that one And say uh, Newcastle He played for a lot uh, of clubs Greg Bellamy Didn't he um, The most capped Spain player of all time He's only got 172 of them It's Sergio Ramos So none of you Get that right So it means it's Still 4-3 To Robert uh, Which English 179 272 caps Ridiculous isn't it uh, And which English Premier League club Did Stevie Clark manage Hugh Keevans got it West Brom But so did Robert and Cardonald Which means he has pipped you One, two, three, four Five for Robert And just a four for you Hugo Well there you are Robert Well done Well done Robert He's well been done, banging Robert. on all night About getting the job done You got the job done tonight The sign ball's on its way Well done Thank you very much guys Cheers You see I won 4-0 on Monday And uh, if you don't Raise your game Andy yep. I got the job done on Monday But I didn't raise mm. my game tonight You yeah. see You're only as good as your last performance We're not interested In what you did on Monday It's tonight that counts And Robert has done the business Well done Close game though I like that I'd like that 0141 951 1025 We're here until 8 o'clock So I am sure We will get back to Celtic and Rangers In Europe last night And going forward uh, But we owe it to ourselves And everyone To take a look at this Massive story um, doing the rounds in Scottish football today Kilmarnock's Premiership match against Motherwell tonight Is off after an outbreak of coronavirus at Rugby Park Six players tested positive for COVID-19 At that stage it looked like the game could or would still go ahead if you like But the remainder of the first team squad The entire first team squad Has been advised to self-isolate After discussions with football authorities Government and health services Obviously the decision was taken to postpone the match and there'll now be an investigation, Hugh, into yeah. what's taking place. The clubs not in, ideal. No, the, but the clubs in our Premiership take great pride in how they have handled COVID nineteen. Uh, they have observed the protocols. We know that there have been one or two outstanding breaches uh, at Aberdeen and with volleyball and golly. But football has done what it can and spent a lot of money to safeguard the players' health. So the first thing to be said I hope that Alex Dyer And all of his players Emerge yeah, from this uh, With no health issues uh, It's right that there is an investigation But I'm quite sure that That will turn out to prove That mm. Ab, uh, Kilmarnock have observed All of the protocols This will happen You cannot have a pandemic on this scale And believe that football Will somehow Circumnavigate the whole problem this will happen It's happened to Kilmarnock Now it might be another club Further down the line Andy This is kind of what we feared I know we've had In theory We've had postponements before With the Aberdeen 8 And Ball and Golly But 
They were different postponements If that makes sense That was because yep. we As a collective Were getting our knuckles wrapped From the Scottish Government This is the first time Where a team has Quite literally been Unable to field a team Because they're all self-isolating Yeah and I think the You know the right decisions Ultimately came by the The game getting postponed But listen when When the Jack Alnwick The Lee Hodgson And your favourite player The, the Bob is oh, Lamal Who's now a teammate you. I well yeah, I, hope so told, yeah. I hope you told Bobby That I said he was an upgrade <laughs> But when that uh, And obviously that fiasco Took place We said it's, it's Certainly not going to be The last You know Covid related case That we're going to see In, in the SPL In the future And, and another one's came up In Kilmarnock And I've got to echo What you says It's I just hope that all the The players are safe and well And I've no doubt That the Kilmarnock players Have followed the protocols And I certainly hope That that's the case After the investigation But listen These things are going to come It's, uh, it's a strange season It's a bizarre season uh, it's it's disappointing that it's happened, but no, ultimately it's the right thing. That was yeah, done. it's a story that you need to keep an eye on. It's going to develop because, firstly, there will be an investigation. Have all the, the rules and procedures been followed? Um, if not, then you would imagine that would have football implications. But let's let's cross that bridge if and when we come to it. Also, Kilmarnock are due to play midweek in the Betfred Cup. Um, and the, obviously the isolation period would take us well beyond that So it remains to be seen what's going to happen going forward Let's bring in Alex, who is a St Mirren fan On the line, on this very topic How's it going Alex? Yeah, not bad Gordon, not bad um, What's on your well, mind? I'm going, to, well, I'm going to start off, hopefully all the Commander fans um, You know, they'll be wishing the best for their players like everybody else I hope the Commander players are going to be okay mm-hmm. I'm astounded that Hugh contradicting himself straight away tonight Um I was on three weeks ago when St Mum were given nine hours notice to sign a goalkeeper when the SPFL made the ludicrous decision for us to have to play our game on the Saturday because we had three goalkeepers that tested two positive, one in the bubble. And here's Hugh tonight saying, what do we expect in a pandemic? On that night, he said, what do you expect us to do? If we keep cancelling games, we'll never finish the season. Now, it needs to be one consistent rule, regardless. So if that Kilmarnock squad need to then self-isolate, they forfeit the game. It's that simple. That's what the rule has to be. Or they play the youth team. Now, that's happened in other leagues where the youth teams have had to play. It's happened in Europe. I don't think you can, Alex, because the you can only play whoever is in the bubble. So... Kilmarnock will have X amount of players in the bubble A first team squad That may carry X amount of Of kind of younger players But you, you can't bring in a full new group Because they won't be tested They won't have been subject To the, the coronavirus protocols That's why St Mirren couldn't play A 17 year old goalkeeper Rather than Bobby's Lamal Yeah but they forfeit the game then If they can't provide a team They forfeit the game Because otherwise Where are we going to be? Mm. How many games Are we going to keep cancelling? Well, so we that... can't have it two different ways It needs to be one consistent way well, the, the, the submitting case was simply not on a par with the Kilmarnock case. Yes, it was very unfortunate that three goalkeepers uh, had this particular problem at the same time. However, I really do think, Alec, that everyone connected with Submarin is making far too much of the whole Bobby's Lamal situation. And if the SPFL are trying to get games on, and if people say, ah, they're only trying to take care of the Sky contract, well, of course they are. It's worth £25 million per season. We need to get the games played. The It was obvious that Kilmarnock could not fulfil the fixture today because they didn't have the 13 players required. So, therefore, the game 
Goes into cold storage If you like And they'll need to fit it in At some point Later on But St Mirren Yes they were given A short period of time To get a goalkeeper But you did get a goalkeeper And I stand by What I said at the time Bobby's Lamal Was an upgrade On a third choice goalkeeper With no experience whatsoever And Bobby's Lamal Did okay at St Mirren You're overplaying your hand On that particular issue Yeah if the caller was on Three weeks ago They heard that I said that you have to treat these cases differently and I think in this case there's no doubt you do have to I think that St Mirren thankfully obviously managed to get Bobby's Lamal in and, and he's a goalkeeper with SPL experience he's played you know numerous games at that level and and it, no, this occasion Kilmarnock they, they can't field a team uh, but listen off the back of what the caller's saying if if the investigation takes place and Kilmarnock have breached rules you know, we might see a deduction yeah. of three points, and and the other team awarded it. So, I believe you have to you, you have to treat these cases differently. I think it was unfortunate for St Mirren, but ultimately they, they did get a goalkeeper in in time. Surely there is a difference there, Alex, because everybody said I mean, Hugh's gone quite strong on it tonight. But there was obviously sympathy for St Mirren. It was a, a rubbish situation to be in. But the bottom line, as far as as the league or the health authorities were concerned, is that St Mirren could field a team. Kilmarnock can't So they're different situations Are they not? Gordon Gordon come on The SPFL's ruling was Yes St Mirren can fill the team And if they have to put An outfield player in goals Then that's mm. what they could do It's ludicrous Absolutely ludicrous What should happen So what should what about, You say that's ludicrous In isolation So what should happen To that Kilmarnock game tonight If they cannot Field the team they, The game can't go ahead What should happen is Kilmarnock forfeit the game Even if they've done Nothing wrong Even if this was all Picked up completely Accidentally let me finish Let me finish Kilmarnock should forfeit the game If after the investigation It found that they've done Everything that they possibly could To limit any any spread of the virus Then the game could be arranged At a later date Hold on a second Hold on a second You want to pass a sentence And then you want to have a trial After you've passed the sentence Have a think about it Alec You have to allow Kilmarnock the benefit of the doubt That they have breached none of the protocols And then you investigate And if you find out that they have Breached the protocols And the loss of this game tonight Was their fault Then you pass sentence But tell me how in any sane rational world You can pass a sentence And then have the trial Exactly, you, and that's the same rational. What do you, what do you mean exactly? You were asking for well, the sentence and then the trial. If you stop interrupting, if you stop interrupting and let me finish, what I was going to say is that is the same rational world that the SPFL run in this country. The same sane rational world where they tell an SPFL club play an outfield player in goals. But they are different situations Aren't they Alex Just because you feel That the SPFL Handled that one wrong Do you want them To handle this one wrong As well Is that, is that what you mean well, well, They handled the Aberdeen one wrong They have uh, no, well, Hold on Again Again you we're, we're confusing So many issues here Let's be perfectly honest Alex The, the government the, the, Called yeah, that game off Celtics games And Aberdeen games Were off Because we were in trouble We were on the naughty step From the government Completely different Yeah But there's Again From the SPFL perspective was there any punishment to the teams that were that, that breached the regulations? Yes, no. yes, oh, yes. Come on. What do you well, mean? Well, Aberdeen's, Aberdeen's punishment was to the game against um, uh, who were playing cancelled. Celtic, no, their got... game was cancelled, and then Celtic signed four or five players, and then they come and play at a later date when we got a stronger team. They got fined, <laughs> Alex. They did get punished. And what five players did they sign? 
But again, what should we have done differently? The government stepped in and that's why those games had to get cancelled. So what were we meant to do? Paul and Golly breached the rules. I know Alex, all you're doing is telling me that water is wet here. The the government stepped in and cancelled those games. So what 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 should we have done differently? Well the cons Gordon, what should have happened there is when Ball and Golly breached the rules, Celtic should have forfeited the game. Why? Right? Because of the player that breached the rules, the employee of the club is the same way that yeah, but he, he got he got a ban for that individually. I did. Well, what about it? Celtic had another 25 players to pick it up. Great. So there's no punishment, really. No well, punishment to that club. Listen, you're going round and round and never decreasing circles here. You're a vengeance machine. All you want is vengeance against this club and vengeance against another club. And now you want a sentence to be passed on Kilmarnock and then a trial to find out if a sentence is justified. I mean, ultimately, he, he said that he thinks they should forfeit the game and then... If the investigation goes against Kilmarnock, uh, no, sorry, if if Kilmarnock pass the investigation, then we play the game. But surely, w- what we're talking about now makes way more sense. Just to wait, get, just wait and do it in the order. Just, just wait yeah. and do it in the in the appropriate order. Listen, I I get his frustrations of the back of the 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 St Mirren goalkeeper fiasco, but I, I think everyone echoed St Mirren's sympathy. Everybody felt sympathy for St Mirren, but it's a completely different circumstance. I accept him. that if you uh, St Mirren or any other club are. Having to play an outfield player in goal I accept that that diminishes Yeah it would have been ludicrous wouldn't it But there is an emergency loan procedure in place St Mirren followed the emergency loan procedure And got Bobby's Lamar in An experienced premiership goalkeeper I just think that we have to Take into consideration our circumstances here In the midst of the pandemic I do think we have to respect The right of the SPFL to honour a contract which is underwriting Scottish football and I think we have to stop looking for vengeance at every turn Thank you Alex 01419511025 Plenty more to come tonight I'm sure we'll talk Europe again and we've got a good full time teaser next as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Haldy and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's 01419511025 to join in As you just heard before the break Game off tonight Kilmarnock against Motherwell But we do have three uh, that go ahead Aberdeen St Mirren Dundee United Livingston And Hibs Against Hamilton So we'll look ahead to those uh, Before the close of play Let's get to tonight's teaser uh, I think you'll like this one You two I can see a good team effort You fell out at times last week It was a bit tense um, But I think you'll be on the same but page he, this but time he's been in Edinburgh For a week now So his manners will improve he's changed. Yeah, His accent's changed already he's changed. But he's called, teammates he, knew who This is my favourite part of the night actually. Salt and sauce earlier He was calling <laughs> uh, Right Dylan Thank you very much to Dylan Patton For sending this question in Full time At Clyde1.com Tonight we're looking for 11 players Who've scored an English Premier League hat-trick for a team that's still in the English Premier League And they've got a letter Z in their name It's that simple The, pl- you... the player's got a letter uh-huh. Z Can you name 11 players that have scored an English Premier League hat-trick For a team that's still in the top flight And they've got a letter Z in their name Bobby Zamora No Oh 
Gianfranco Zola. Yes. And I might have the best shout out of all 11 straight away. Well, I'm, I wouldn't go. You've set yourself up for a fall here. Charles and Zogbear. Rubbish. No, not on <laughs> the list. What? <laughs> Can't be that good. <laughs> First name or second name? Um, it's, it's all surname, actually. Yeah, it's oh. all surname. Now that I scan them. Zenden? No. I mean, dare I say it, there are, there are a few obvious ones in here when you look at some serious goal scorers amongst this mob. Gordon DL. <laughs> That'll be right. <laughs> Man City reserves don't count. 11 uh, players. Zeko. Yes. Zeko. Eden Zeko, Man City. Any more at the moment? No. Right, okay, we'll leave it there. You can join in with us. 11 players, English Premier League hat trick scorers for a team that's still in the top flight. And they've got a letter Z in their surname Gianfranco Zola and Edin Dzeko Let's bring in Jim Who's in Aberfoyle tonight How's it going Jim? Not bad yourself Yeah, can't complain What's on your mind? I just, I just like Scottish football A great deal of gratitude to Rangers For getting two teams now into the Champions League After being in the doldrums for God knows how many years uh, yeah, second Champions League spot I, I was getting confused there with the, the automatic place That we're talking about, Hugh And in fact, I'm wondering The previous caller who asked that Was he on about the the automatic spot or the two? Anyway, we've got the two teams secure um, Jim thinks we owe a debt of gratitude to Rangers for helping out um, The debt of gratitude is is um, is there for Rangers and Celtic Because, uh, you know, Celtic 10th year in a row uh, Rangers third year in a row of group stage football In the uh, Europa League uh, as I said, the two of them are standard bearers for the country uh, No other club has excelled in Europe uh, the way they have done um, So, credit to the pair of them Yeah, I mean Andy, timing-wise you can see what Jim means In the sense that Rangers' resurgence in Europe in recent seasons Has helped us move up the table But you, mm-hmm. need, bo- you need both teams to be doing it If it was only Rangers and not Celtic Then we would be exactly where we were before Rangers started contributing, we need both teams doing it. Yeah, of course. And I think, uh, you know, talking to a Rangers, you know, sort of rise to Europa League, I think I seen last night that I think it's 297 teams start competing from the first round and only two qualified to the group stage. So it mm-hmm. shows how difficult it is. Yeah. But yeah, both teams obviously huge credit to, to getting into the group stage. And, and I've got them both qualifying further than the group stage. So hopefully that helps the coefficient even more. Jim? Yeah, I, I just think <clears throat> since Rangers were put down into the the lower leagues, Scottish football suffered. Well, it suffered, uh, I suppose, in terms of profile, uh, suffered in terms of finance because uh, the Rangers supporters weren't going to the, the, the places where they would normally have gone, the Easter Roads, the Tynecastle, Celtic Park, uh, whatever. Uh, I mean, obviously, in terms of coefficient, it did. That doesn't have to be a... You know, a contentious or a controversial statement. The other teams weren't able to to pick up coefficient points. Rangers have been so. We've now got two teams who are both winning games and getting those points that we need to kick that, us up the table. I think Jim can see that there's a, a better tomorrow coming for Rangers. Um, just to just to introduce a slight uh, historical note. Um, you know, Rangers got themselves in bother. Rangers mismanaged the club's affairs. And that led to administration and liquidation and going down to the bottom tier of Scottish football. And Scottish football did miss them. And 
there were many reasons why financially and in terms of the game's profile and in terms of the excitement, the loss of uh, the derby with Celtic, all of that. I fully understand all of that. And now they are back under Stephen Gerrard. And it, it can only be, I would think, a matter of time before Stephen Gerrard wins a trophy, domestic trophy for Rangers. I cannot praise him highly enough for what Rangers have done in Europe. It has been remarkable. Uh, and of course there's a glass ceiling. There's a glass ceiling for Rangers and Celtic in Europe. With the best will in the world, I can't see a Rangers or Celtic winning a European trophy. But they are bringing credit to the country and we should credit both of them for doing so. Yeah, I mean, that's us up to, for anyone who keeps an eye on these things, 13th in the coefficient table. So that prize that you keep hearing of an automatic Champions League spot, that's top 10, often top 11, um, that, that gets that. So the teams, that, the countries that we need to look to do better than, this is one to keep an eye on as the group stages go on. This might give you a bit of extra for these Neutral fixtures that might add something for you And who you want to cheer for So we need to do better than the Turkish sides Or the Ukrainian sides or the Austrian sides They're the three that sit just above us um, In the table So pretty simple We need Celtic and Rangers to win as many of their games as possible And we need to hope that the the teams from those countries Don't do so well Um, For what it's worth we are within touching distance like ridiculously close to Turkey and we're pretty close to the rest as well I'm so I'm surprised with the Austrian teams yeah I saw a couple in today Lask um, Wolfsberger yeah um, so again when you're watching the Europa League you're hoping that these teams get beat or, or alternatively if they're in the same group as teams from the Ukraine or, or Turkey then the, you know only one of them would gain the points then yeah I mean domestically it's hard to compete with with the Ukrainian teams, you see the money that Shakhtar Donetsk have spent over the last sort of five to ten years, and and I think they made it to the semi final, the quarter final again of the, the Europa League last year. So, yeah, I mean financially, they're they're a sort of different animal to, to Rangers and Celtic mm-hmm. right now. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean you're looking through some of the the groups. I think one of the Austrian sides is in with Arsenal, aren't they? Yeah, I saw that. So again, you're you're sort of cheering on Arsenal if you're a coefficient fan. Um, Jim, what about last night? What did you make of it? I just thought they were outstanding. And for to come from where we were five years ago to where we are now without the backing of a David Murray is just phenomenal. I get that in terms of the single benefactor, but I mean Stephen Gerrard's been back to you. The number oh, yeah. the number of signings and, and some high profile ones as well. So I get what you're saying about that one benefactor, but it's not like Rangers have been um, lacking in money. that yeah, yeah. Um, you know to, to bring in Yanis Hadji uh, at the money he cost uh, Kamar Roof uh, who I'm told is on a very handsome salary at Rangers uh, Cedric Eaton you know so they have been backing Stephen Gerrard and will continue to do so because Douglas Park understands that Rangers supporters like Jim have been suffering for 10 years and they want to see the club restored to that position where they sit shoulder to shoulder with Celtic and it's getting that way. And I can understand the clamour now uh, among Rangers supporters to have that tangible sign of the transformation being complete and the tangible sign is a trophy. Was there ever a a, a particular discussion, Andy, about, you know, when when Stephen Gerrard came in about how important Europe was and how much of a priority it would be to, to try and get Rangers back in the direction 
they wanted or does it just go without saying was, was there ever a particular emphasis placed on it I, re- I remember his first day saying that uh, and this is off the back of being put out in the first round against Progress that you know I mean I, I want that I want this to, to bring this team and this club back into the Europa League group stages and, and don't get me wrong I, I agreed but at the back of the, uh, my head I'm thinking it's going to be a tough ask because you know off the basis of last year we're a, we're a good way off it so look, listen there's been no doubt that he's he's progressed the club he's progressed the team but I don't think any, but I don't think Steven Gerrard, any Rangers player, or any, any Rangers fan, will deny that you know domestic success for the club is far more important than any any European run this season. Thank you very much. That was Jim, a Rangers fan uh, from Aberfoyle. Just before we get to kick off, let's take a quick look at some of the other fixtures that are on tonight, Hugh. Um, Aberdeen against St Mirren. Yeah, I mean, crucial for Jim Goodwin. Um, I, I wish him well, but I. For the life of me, can't see St Mirren getting anything out of the, the trip to Pataudry Where Derek McInnes has got them going again Alex and Cardonald is going to be slaughtering you tonight Well, Honestly, one thing, you've ripped his argument apart Now you're slagging his team it's just... Well, you can find me guilty tonight We'll have the trial tomorrow <laughs> Should we do a predictor here? Alright, I've got lights going now Right, go on yeah. then, Friday night um, We don't get the chance very often uh, Aberdeen... To beat St Mirren 3-1 Ooh, Andy 2-0 Right okay Joe Lewis and goal for Aberdeen are back 3 I think Hoban, Taylor, Considine um, Hedges, Ferguson, McCrory and Hayes Right in behind Watkins uh, Sorry now McGinn uh, is in there as well um, As for St Mirren Anik and goal uh, whoever has written these down Has lined them up In very strange formation But I'll, I'll try my best um, McPherson McCarthy Shognessy Fraser McGrath Erahon Sharon Marias Obika uh, And Erwin um, For St Mirren So the trip up to Petaudry For the Paisley side Elsewhere We've got Dundee United Against Livingston Hugh Keevans uh, Livy Getting back to winning yeah. ways But what's the Favourite stat on a Saturday 13 months It must be nearly 14 months Without a win on grass yeah. Can that end tonight Then they have Keep off the grass Written in the Club's motto um, No uh, I'm going to go Dundee <laughs> United With Lauren Shankland And speculation About Lauren Shankland Before the window Closes on Monday That Burnley are interested in him So Lauren Shankland Will inspire Dundee United Andy To a 2-1 win Score draw 1-1 Right okay Yeah but Livingston Maybe got a bit about them After getting back To winning ways Clark and Shankland Are up front incidentally uh, For Dundee United Scott Tiffany Leads the line for Livy uh, Hibs against Hamilton Hugh um, Hibs Have been Closing in yeah. On Kyle McGuinness from St Mirren That's one that they, well, There's been speculation Certainly suggesting They're after Alan Campbell Of Mullerwell So they look like They're trying yeah. to To do some business But it's a strong team tonight Doidge and Nesbitt Up front together Boyle and Murphy uh, Out wide uh, Ryan Porteous Fresh from his Scotland call up In there at the heart Of the defence as well um, As for Hamilton The likes of David Templeton Former Hearts player of course Trying to get one over In his old city rivals um, Hakima Dauphin In defence Who's Aki's main goal threat This season For some reason yeah, he's, he's always a threat From set pieces The Aki's You can never write them off No I suspect you're about to Good draw Last time out 1-1 with Dundee United Came from behind uh, As you say Always dangerous Writing them off 2-0 uh, Hibs Well From a Hamilton point of view I've already told you That every time I back against them They, they prove me mm-hmm. wrong But can't see it today I'm going to go 2-0 as well 
Hibs fans listening will shudder Because they'll remember a, an infamous time Or a famous time Depending on what way you look at it When the Ackies came to Easter Road And yes. were underdogs oh. And relegated Hibs from uh, the top flight uh, Very quickly on the teaser You've got Zola and Dzeko Luis Suarez Yeah there we go. We're starting to get in about the obvious ones here You get the Edinburgh boys in Is he Muzzet? No Muzzy is it? Muzzy is it? Is that his cousin? He's gone to Edinburgh He speaks backwards now <laughs> Alright we'll leave it there I'll give you some thinking time Something I do want to flag up to you though I've been getting a great response to this The Super Scoreboard The Old Firm Through the Decades It's the new podcast series It's Hugh Keevan's We Project at the moment And it is out now In association with Indigo Unified Communications Brilliant episodes so far Great stories From the start of the 60s Yep, yeah, we started 60s, Colin Steen, Jim Craig um, But this seven, one Yeah, you've done 70s and 80s Now we've got the 90s Simon Donnelly and Mark Hately joining you to discuss the rivalry in the 90s um, Here's a little uh, snippet of what gone on, what's gone on in the podcast Here's Simon Donnelly uh, talking about the celebrations uh, In a, a fairly famous year for Celtic during the 90s The pitch invasion, you couldn't see Celtic Park for fans we kind of missed that because we've come back inside but I wouldn't probably change that for the world because that wee period we had the boys Marco mm. been through mm. the boys in the changing room the family and friends were in the the family uh, lounge right beside the home dressing room at that time everybody came together and it was an hour that I'll never forget you know just seeing your mum and dad there your sister your friends your family all the other uh, teammates families it was a, it was a great moment so the 90s is the latest one on the Super Scoreboard The old firm through the decades uh, In association with Indigo Unified Communications You can find it on the Radio Clyde app Spotify or just wherever you usually get your podcast app We'll get the answers to the teaser next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Haldy and Hugh Evans are here They are teaming up on tonight's full time teaser It's a great question this from Dylan It's actually driving these two nuts Which is the, the whole point of it Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to hear your question on the show We're looking tonight for 11 players Who've scored a Premier League hat-trick For a team that's still in the English Premier League and they've got the letter Z in their surname Guys like Gianfranco Zola Edin Dzeko And Luis Suarez What did you get during the break? Uh, Edin Hazard and Carlos Tevez Yes and yes Hugh Mares Riyad Mares for Leicester Yes And none else <laughs> One, two, three, four You've got five to get I would say Raul Jimenez No J Rodriguez No Not J um, Not James either <laughs> Not, Nothing like that Andy Rodriguez <laughs> Keep going through the Rodriguez brothers And you'll get there eventually So is that Rodriguez, yeah You've just forgotten this guy played probably in the English Premier League I'll tell you who he played for Liverpool Oh um, Was it Javi? Was it the, the Mexican boy? And I'm a Spanish, I think he's Spanish yeah, I think you The guy I'm thinking the is the guy. one that scored the side volley in the World Cup for Mexico no, he's No, Argentinian, sorry, Argentinian, he's Argentinian. Yeah, he's Argentinian. Maxi Rodriguez Maxi Rodriguez, yeah, yeah, he is Argentinian Maxi Rodriguez One, two, three, four to get Plenty of time, let's bring in Mark and Hamilton How's it going, Mark? Gordon, how are you? You alright? You, Andy, how are we doing? I'm Good. fine, thanks Thank you 
Okay. Got a couple of wee points. So going about the, the game last night, I didn't get seen the game. Obviously, it wasn't on, but what I was listening in that there's um, we still need to change the team up, Gordon, mix it up a wee bit. The same guys it looked to me. It's the old Palzac still in that team. Another thing you hear with Neil Lennon is after the game, he keeps going about this. I've heard it quite a few times on how slow it is and when they're, they're build up playing the first half, but it's a lot better in the second half. He's a manager of the team. Mm. This should be getting told to the players surely before the start of the game because I think I've heard them saying it in the last six or seven games the same thing how too predictable and too slow. Who do you mean in particular, Mark, with regards rotating? Because I feel like a lot of the criticism we get from, from fans on this show is that Celtic are chopping and changing too much and you seem to think that they're not doing it enough. Uh, no, he needs to put a team in there, but to me, I still need to take Scott Brown out of the team. The lad Christie got a bit of a doing on the if I could see in the phone today for some reason I don't know why. But, um, I just feel it's too slow, Gordon. The, the manager's ready. The, he must. He's watching the same games that we're all watching whenever we see them, and he keeps coming out with the same. It's too too slow. We're not the build ups too slow. He's the manager. He be, this should be getting dealt to the players before even the start of the game. In general, then Andy, because this is a, it's a familiar conversation. Sometimes it's Rangers. Sometimes it's Celtic. When teams are sitting in, and when teams are hard to. To break down What in general Are the things That you need to do better Because we always hear this The main one Is for sure You need a, you need to increase the tempo I think if a, if a team's Sitting back And they're making it Difficult to beat You know If the tempo's too slow And you're taking too many Unnecessary touches It's too easy for them To just stay in shape Whereas uh, You know If you increase the tempo And, and limit your touches it, it makes it a lot easier To pull them out of shape And You know it, For me th- That was what the first half was The reason In my opinion well, one of the reasons why the, the tempo was increased in the second half was less touches, but the energy of Jeremy Frimpong, and I thought it was infectious to the, the the rest of the Celtic team, and I just felt from there on in they just played with a lot more, you know, a lot more freedom, but a lot quicker. And is is that why guys like him are so important then? Because eventually someone might have to do something individually. They might have to eliminate somebody, which then you know drags other people out. Is that why guys like that become important? Yeah, and listen, you no, know, sometimes. You know, if a team are very well organised, you do need a bit of magic. You do need someone to, you know, to create up some great play to, you know, to create. And I think Jeremy Frimpong, you know, certainly against Riga on a couple of occasions last night, it was just energy and drive. You know, carrying the ball and and just trying to make something happen. And like I said, I thought that was infectious for the uh, for the rest of the, the Celtic team. And and not only that, sometimes you need a bit of luck. And I felt for the goal, you know, it was, you know, you could probably say it was poor goalkeeping, but uh, you know, Odds and Edward was. Was first to react and, and what proved to be a big goal for Celtic. Mark, what have you made of the European draws? Brilliant, excellent to see that. Yeah, happy. It's good that the two of them are through again. But um, I've got a wee point, and that's what I was going to say. You got I'll read it. Champions League teams that Celtic have played over a lot. I heard he's talking earlier on about the, the Rangers and that who they've played against. Well, to me, they've not played against. I would say they're not in the Champions League, as we all know. That Celtic won nine in a drop, but. Atletico Madrid, Juventus, Barcelona, I don't know how many times, AC Milan, Ajax, Inter Milan, Man City, Borussia Mönchengladbach, PSG a few times, Bayern Munich and Valencia. I'd love to see the Rangers team at the moment playing against any of the teams. What do you think? Are you including the night that Barcelona took seven off Celtic? That's correct, you def- yeah, definitely, yeah. Ah, well, well, of course you can't, you can't judge the Rangers team if, if they've not played them, but... We can only go off of the, the games they have played in the Europa League You know when you're comparing it To the points while I'm making the, the, the teams are going to face in, in this year's group stage The, the point was I don't th- I th- We feel as if Rangers have beat better opposition in the Europa League Over the last couple of years But 
No, obviously the aim for Rangers is no, I can't disagree with you right enough But I'd love to see Rangers Come up against these teams uh, Forgive me Forgive me Mark But What's the relevance of that kind of Point? Well, that's, just, that's just my opinion to you Because I, I, I sit and I listen to you quite regularly As I normally do and I phone in regular But I'm, I'm just pointing out that Again my opinion as I say Is I would love to see you know, you make Rangers it easy. getting drawn against two or three of these teams in the sections. Even the the, the draws itself, they just get up up, which is absolutely brilliant. I think. For what it's worth, I'm pretty sure Stephen Gerrard would agree that facing <laughs> PSG in Barcelona and Bayern Munich would it, be tough. It. But it's not the kind of point that I would bring up after failing to beat Ferenc Varos at Celtic Park and failing to qualify for the Champions League. You know, I understand the intensity of the rivalry, but. Mark, you know, there's nothing wrong with giving Rangers a bit of credit for getting into group stages for the third season in a row. There's every reason to give Celtic credit for the, the progress that they've made as well. But, you know, you don't need to like it that Rangers are there. But the, the point that you're making, I'm not quite getting the relevance of it because you make it easy for people to say, are you including the night that Barcelona took seven off? Right, listen, he said that he said it was brilliant for both to get through, so I don't think that's a, a huge issue. We will need to leave it there, though. We're a bit short on time, so thank you to Mark and Hamilton. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon, Mark. What else on the teaser? Anything? It's difficult when you're you know, I'm, I'm when you're trying to get involved yeah, in it, the conversation that it's multitasking has mm. never been my strong point. So <laughs> come on, you come on. What did he say there? That Ed Braxton. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a clue, right? There's one on here who scored his Premier League hat trick for Arsenal, and he later moved to Man United. But the move to Man United did not really go to plan. You you kick yourselves on this one. Some uh, of these no, are hard, but this one you're going to absolutely kick yourself. He's still. Te- I think he's still a Man U player. No, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't feature. He was on. Was he at Inter Milan? Oh, come on, you. Come Alexis on you. Sanchez. <laughs> Alexis Sanchez. Right, I'm going to have to give you clues. The next one got his hat trick for Arsenal, but he's a midfield player, a very good one. And if I tell you the other team he's synonymous with, I think you'll get it. It's Villarreal. Uh, oh. Yep, him. Santi Cazorla. Santi Cazorla. You liked his. Um, unveiling at Villarreal We spoke about it last week Did we not yeah, Hugh yeah. Uh, Right where are we Two to get And are the toughest ones This guy has done it For Zogbia. No, You said him earlier <laughs> Still wrong uh, You said this um, This guy's done it For Leicester And Newcastle Incidentally This guy Kitzbayer And even better He's got a Z In both names Zinedine Zidane <laughs> No you guys from Edinburgh honestly <laughs> And the last one The last guy did it twice as well For Blackburn But that doesn't count Because they're not in the division anymore And Man City So we're going back a bit Probably to the Yeah the, the, Would that have been the start Of the The money at City Yeah Yeah I think so We need initials now Well they'll get it If I tell you this For this guy No I don't know if I will You will RSC um, Rocky Santa Cruz There we go I told you What about the Newcastle And Leicester one Pretty recent This guy I would say So uh, Leicester when they When they won the league Yeah it could have been after that actually I can't remember when the hat trick came I'll just give you his initials Hugh, Hugh just loves the initials for some reason A.P The silence is not good guys I'm not going to lie Oh 
A Jose Perez. A Jose Perez. I remember it was Southampton last year. Then nine, nine, nine. Oh, there we go. We got there in the end. Right, thank you, Andy Halliday. Uh, Hopefully you are not limping so much and you're back in action for the Jambos soon. Thank you to Hugh Keevans. Thanks to you for all your calls and your tweets. We are off tomorrow, a rare Saturday, but back with a bang on Sunday. We'll speak to you then. GBX Friday's up next.